May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, listening to the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. I tried to do something different tonight. I let Sherelle have the night off. John's on injured reserve. Yes, I said that right. Best wishes, John, injured reserve. Dewey's not available. So I said, let's mix it up. Got Gregory Hall joining me on the post-game podcast. And Gregory, your mojo did not work, man. 77-76 Notre Dame on another virtual buzzer beater. Notre Dame pulls out an improbable win after being down 15 with just over eight minutes to go. Uh, Your initial thoughts? Yeah, uh, watching this game, um, Notre Dame was up 29-20 to uh, early in the middle of the first half and showed all signs of running away with it. It basically looked exactly like the Wake Forest game. I believe in the Wake Forest game, Wake Forest was up in that 7-9 to range in the 20s at one point, and UNC just showed no life. Well, they showed life today, and they I guess maybe something was said or something clicked with, with them on the court and saw that score and was like, you know what, we're not going to do this again. And they roared back. They went on a 13-0 run at one point. I don't even remember the last time they had a run uh, as big as that. Guys were cutting to the basket. Um, they were dominating the boards. They were fighting for offensive rebounds. They c- completely took uh, John Mooney out of the game early in the first half. And at the under eight, they were up 64 to 52. Garrison had 22 points and seven rebounds. When the buzzer went off, Garrison still had 22 points and seven rebounds. UNC had 14 second chance points and 10 transition points at the under eight timeout. At the end of the game, they still had 10 transition points and they only added two more second chance points. Basically, everything that they did to go from down nine to up 15, they stopped doing. They were settling for shots, which they weren't settling when they were moving well, and they were roaring back. And they, I don't know whether they got scared or what, but they just, a new way, new type of way to lose, which just seems nuts compared to how many different ways they've lost this season. Yep, and then people say, you know, hit your free throws, you beat Duke. Hit your free throws, you beat BC. Uh, Carolina was 12 for 14 from the line. Well, Notre Dame was trying to give the game away because they weren't hitting free throws. Um, Notre Dame was 10 for 17 from the free throw line. And they missed a couple front ends of one and ones and they were trying to, they were trying to not complete the comeback. Um, and then I don't know what they were supposed to run. 
um, in that final out of the timeout in that final play before Notre Dame got the ball back um, when they were wasting clock. I know Cole before Cole put up that three, he was standing standing there on the wing. Garrison was at the uh, B Rob was at the top. I don't know if it was a fake or what, but B Rob was sitting there facing Cole, like pleading for the ball. I don't know if that was maybe a fake, and then Cole just decided or not. But I mean, Cole airballed it. It was not a good shot. Um, so I don't know if that was a uh, misrun or what, but yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Bad teams generally usually find ways to lose, uh, and even so, Carolina forced a Notre Dame miss there in the final seconds and couldn't corral a rebound. Right. And and Dewey and I have talked over the years, and Sherelle, and you know this, offensive rebound, kick out threes are always money. Notre Dame made it happen, 77-76. Uh, you're listening to the Inside Carolina Podcast, like I said, sponsored by johnnytshirt.com. They still got basketball gear, got plenty of it. You can get anything you want, basketball-related, football-related, any sport, and, of course, baseball. As Gregory Hall knows baseball started, and Gregory's done some work on the baseball side. Carolina opened with a three-game sweep this weekend against Middle Tennessee State. Johnny T-Shirt certainly got all the baseball uh, swag you could possibly want, either on Franklin Street or online at johnnytshirt.com. And never forget that Inside Carolina Premium subscribers get 10% off their everyday order. Gregory, looking at it, um, let's talk about Garrison. You mentioned how he ended, but 22-7 and in, I guess, 32 minutes of game time, basically. But I thought... I thought he was more assertive and continues to be more assertive and just looks more and more comfortable on the block. Now, yes, he could have done a little bit more at the end there, but it's not completely on him there. But Yeah, I, I don't think it was completely on him down the stretch. Um, I think it's just a matter of UNC's, they just kind of stalling out. Uh, that was more of my, my point there down the stretch. But he, you're right, he was assertive. He was getting the ball a lot of times. Uh, Mooney was pushing him to the high post a lot. He, he was rarely catching the ball down low. Um, and a couple times he would take a couple of dribbles and then pass it out. But then he started to see that they weren't doubling him all the time. Um, and so then he kept the ball and he got a couple nice hook shots. And uh, he got some shots to fall there early in the second half that weren't, uh, that weren't falling uh, in the first as much. Um, but no, he had, a, he had a fantastic game. I mean, 22 seven and four and 32 minutes of basketball is nothing to shy away from. Um, he really stepped up when not many others uh, were stepping up. Keeling did early, but then he went away and then it kind of became the Garrison and Cole show um, because Ar- Armando was, uh, he only won for six, two points. And I think that was also part of the struggles for Garrison down the stretch as uh, Notre Dame started doubling him. Um, because Armando was posing as uh, and just not a threat to score. Um, and he got into some foul trouble as well, and UNC had to play small. Uh, I think Leakey was playing the four for a decent amount of time. Uh, but, yeah, no, he was he was very aggressive, and John Mooney's a very, very good defender, and he took advantage of him at some times, which is kind of crazy to say, considering of who Mooney is as a as a defender. Yeah, and I, I thought you mentioned Leakey. I thought he, he had a bad turnover there late. It looked like it was a little hesitant on the pass, and then B-Rob turned his head. But Leakey, nine points, ten rebounds, three assists. Uh, he's 
he's gotten more aggressive as the the season has gone. Um, you think maybe he started to turn a corner a little bit, and those aren't my words. Those are another person who I value their opinion greatly, um, that maybe he's finally getting it. Maybe he's a little bit more healthy. Um, he still needs to be more aggressive, but I thought he looked pretty good in spurts tonight. Yeah, he did. And I'll admit I was wrong when we talked about uh, when Cole coming back. We talked about who would it affect the best and the, the worst. And I said it was going to affect Leaky the worst. Um, I thought it was going to hurt his game because he had just figured out the point guard. But it's done, it's done the exact opposite. Uh, he's kind of been able to settle in and not put as much on his shoulders. And in turn has been able to be a little bit more aggressive. There are times, and there are a couple times tonight, um, where I thought he had, he could have finished a drive where he kind of stopped and passed it out. Um, but I mean, yeah, he still he had a he had a solid game, uh, nine points. He was flirting with a double double double. I think he had like seven seven rebounds. Um, but he's kind of he doesn't look like he's trying to do too much anymore, um, which is what he was doing when for, when Cole first went out, and it did take him a little bit of time to develop, and then it, it hasn't set him back having having Cole running point again. And lastly, B-Rob's game. I mean, not much you can ask from the senior coming back after missing, what, four games, 25 minutes, three for six threes. He hit a big one late, um, 11 points in only 25 minutes. But I thought his play certainly gave Carolina the opportunity to win this one late in Notre Dame. Right, because he – he was just kind of sitting at the wing a lot. He didn't, he could, you could tell he didn't want to drive on that ankle. I mean, definitely he is coming back a little bit earlier than expected. So maybe that that's the case, but just his presence, uh, I thought opened up the floor more for Cole on some drives and for, uh, for Keeling to kind of get into his perfect, his mid range spot. Um, and it helped out uh, Garrison didn't have to do all the, the veteran leadership tonight. So I'm sure they were definitely very, very happy to see B-Rob. And he even got that last chance for that potential half court. And he's obviously been sidelined with injury, having to sit out watching these last couple of uh, heartbreakers. And as soon as that, as soon as his half court shot didn't go in, it was online just short, uh, but he immediately just kind of laid down on his stomach and was just like, are you kidding me? It looks like. Um, so he, he got the taste of what the, his teammates have been have been suffering these past few games, which you just you can just kind of see the devastation, and it's not a not a pretty sight to see on those kids. It is not. It's tough. It's got to be tough. I posted something about the sickest team building, character bonding, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call these past few games for North Carolina basketball. It has been absolutely brutal um, for the players and the coaching staff. Um, not easy to do podcasts to talk about them. Uh, no, I mean, it's, cause, it's crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people want, um, us to sit around and, and say, you know, this person sucks, that person sucks. And it's not that simple. If it were that simple, um, folks would have figured it out already. I think a certain coach says that a lot, but that'll do it for this one. We're going to keep it short. Dewey and I were short the other night. We're going to be short tonight. Gregory, I appreciate you taking time to join me on the Inside Carolina postgame podcast sponsored by johnnytshirt.com. Next up, Carolina at Louisville this weekend. Whew, not much easier. Nope, not at all. At least states the following week. Should be a good (laughs) one there. That'll do it. Thanks for listening, folks. 
Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.